Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Musai Collective. I'm your host, Lindsay Cabrera, and today you'll be meeting DJ and producer and dear friend Tara Brooks from Los Angeles. Tara's ethos is to help and heal others through sound and to take others on an experimental and innovative journey to utilize her passion and gifts. She brings her original perspective to the studio, creating an incredibly diverse infrastructure that ranges from psychedelic soulful house to the heavier side of groovy acid techno and all things in between. Tara has a rich tapestry to her sets and they cover so many different moods and soundscapes. Her sets are an emotional expression of a modern and futuristic fusing of genres. You can actually check out Tara's Musai mix on our SoundCloud page at Musai underscore collective to hear her new trippy psychedelic set that she made for us. She has a range and love for various genres that takes the listener on a storied journey that goes outside the box by connecting to the audience in a very personal and emotive way. Her style is a true mirror of Tara as a person, emotional, sensitive, and full of fire. Today, we discuss her newfound love for surfing, inspiring others, the future state of dance music, and much more. This musical Musai is an artist to watch, and you can follow her on Instagram at Tara Brooks Music. I hope you enjoy this episode, and here's Tara Brooks on Musai Collective. Tara Brooks, how are you? It's so great to have you on the podcast here today. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I, I love seeing your face and hearing your voice. And I'm so excited <laughs> about this new platform. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen you. I think it was actually uh, Racastella in Miami during Art Basel in like 2018. <laughs> like, where did the time even go? Like, I don't know. Here we are. <laughs> I know. I'll, I actually would love for us to just transport into the back in time into the future and take us back, back to Racastella, but in the future of Exactly. We've always had such a really nice connection and vibe ever since we first met. And it's funny because, you know, you actually reached out this fall just to check in and say hi and like what's going on and you know from that conversation we just like had so much to talk about and I think it's really nice when a friendship becomes like super organic and I think we just really resonate with one another or on the same page and every time I talk to you I think I learn more about you and realize how much we are alike. (laughs) 100% and I do remember that phone call. I have a terrible memory but I remember when I called you and I you're just one of those people where I mean I feel like being in this music industry and this, you know, our style of music and like the kind of vibes and people it brings together generally, it's just like really on the same page, like-minded, genuine, down-to-earth people. It's not always like that, but when I met you, you definitely are like my fam, like my <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> Before we get into the music side of things, I actually want to start off by talking about your newfound love affair with surfing. I want you to tell us how this has transformed your life and the way that it's been almost therapeutic for you and how it's just so much more than the physical act of surfing itself. Okay. And it's exciting, especially on a day like today. Now I've been surfing, I would say for about six months over the past couple of years. I tried once in Costa Rica, once in Hawaii, 
I've always loved board sports. I snowboard, I've wakeboarded a couple of times, but never had a lot of time and energy because to put into surfing because of my schedule, because it's a lot of learning. And I mean, it's also a lot of getting over fears, but, and I've never really been a big ocean person, but there was just something the couple of times I went that said, you really need to do this. I don't even know what it was. I think it was because I was so scared of it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the same way. I am so scared of trying. And I said to you, I think after we have this conversation, it's going to push me. Now that I'm like this dedicated surfer, I have three boards, of course. And so just <laughs> I'm going to, when you go with me, it'll be different. You'll be, okay. you'll be great. Okay. Um, but, uh, <laughs> so I think that also like ayahuasca, there's certain things in life that if you are scared of it, that means you're supposed to do it. There's a reason for it. I mean, obviously not jumping off a cliff, whatever, but there's a lot of healing. So I would just say my experience was, I don't know, pandemic shut everything down. I was trying to stay motivated by, you know, I do a lot of, I also have my, my yoga studio, which is hot Pilates boot camp. It's really intense, like 95 degrees, kick your ass. All the classes are really intense. And on top of that, it's heated. So, you know, to go from the last couple of years in between touring, like Monday through Friday, like just being hardcore in this class. And then hiking to not having that sort of outlet of sweating and then trying to do workouts in my home. It just wasn't feeling like completely challenged or, and it's hard to challenge yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. When I found, yeah. So when I found surfing just with some friends that have been going a lot, I said, I've been talking about it for years. I just really need to do it. It was this crazy learning curve. And I started at a beach called El Porto. It's in Manhattan beach. And it's funny because it's known to be like the hardest, like the most crazy beach as far as closeouts and it's a beach break. So it can be pretty aggressive and powerful. And I would just say that, you know, the experience is such a mental mindfuck because I spent the first like two months just getting my ass handed to me. Like, <laughs> I mean, I swear there were some days I thought I was going to die because I would just get put in the washing machine, you know, and there's so many things that you, you, you know, you're learning, but you don't really, you can't really understand them until you go through it. <laughs> So someone can teach you all day long, but it's until you feel those different situations that you can actually advance or um, experience that. So it's just been the most healing mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, because I would say music gives me a similar feeling when I'm in that zone and then in the groove, right? But when I'm in the ocean and it's kind of partly a survival thing, you have to be completely focused and pay attention to what's coming at you at all times, whether it's the waves or another surfer or you see dolphins, you know, it's just been the most, like I said, the healing is and, and being present and just feeling so Zen. And I feel like when I started surfing, obviously you're so scared <laughs> and, and I've gotten hurt, I've almost knocked myself out. I mean, you just go through so much with it. And then there was a time that I couldn't even get past the inside set of waves. So there's the waves where everybody is surfing. Then there's the waves where they break. And then there's the shore. And they break so aggressively. Just getting past that yeah. is like, really hard. So there was a time, and also your paddle strength. Like there was a time I could not even get past the first, that, that area. And I just didn't have the strength or the cardio for it. So to see, fast forward where I am now, the fact that I just kept pushing myself and because when we do catch waves, it's like the most amazing experience. You're just riding and you just feel so free. And it's just so, I mean, there's so many, it just makes you feel so happy, so much joy. But the best part is that you don't think about anything else. There's no stress. There's no worries. There's no drama. It's like, I mean, yeah, some surfers can be a little territorial. <laughs> they can be a little bit like egotistical, just like mm. in every genre of, of life. But um, when it comes down to you, it's all about you and mm. the ocean and just feeling completely free, completely present. And 
seeing dolphins and seals not being afraid. Yeah, I just feel like it's done so much for me as far as it's made me stronger, not just in the ocean and physically, mentally, emotionally. It's like zenned me out because I now I'm like driving to the beach, listening to like reggae rock and like all the <laughs> cool stuff. It's influenced by music. It's inspired. It's done so much for me outside of the water. And so everybody, especially you, has to. Try <laughs> I've been mentally preparing myself to take a lesson, and I think once I saw the actual beach here in Quantro Beach, where everyone surfs, then I understood oh, that's where I started over there because it's like from like right to left. It's like beginners, like children, beginners learning and then intermediate, a little harder, harder, harder professionals, local professionals, you know. And then I understood because in my mind, I was like, oh, I'm just going to be out there in like deep water, not knowing what I'm doing. I was like, no, there's no way I'm not doing it. (laughs) But once I saw that, I was like, oh, okay. I'm in like knee shallow water. I just need to like mentally prepare myself. There's something really special here that I'm missing out on and I know I need to face it. And that actually gets into my next question. So basically, you know, someone or anyone trying something new and challenging for the first time, it's really also about facing our fears, stepping out outside of our comfort zone. So what advice would you give someone or me <laughs> who's trying to like do something for the first time that I have fear that's standing in the way? Well, again, it's something that is very humbling and it's not the type of thing you go into and say, oh I got this but I think like you said being aware of how dangerous it is is something that's very important even the best of surfer like I hate even saying this but a couple days ago actually a surfer died in in Rincon Beach um, it wasn't the ocean it was a collision between another surfer and it was way too packed but even when you feel like you're incredibly good and you got this every day is a new day out there and it's always going to be something different and it's just about being very patient and respecting the ocean and being aware of what's going around you, which again translates into life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but any advice I would give is obviously just fucking do it. <laughs> be, 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 be safe, be safe and be, be aware, do your research and make sure that if you're going to, you know, always pay attention to the, the signs like the, the, the wind and the swell there's offshore and on onshore and offshore winds and the size of the waves, like all, and what a closeout is. I didn't know what a closeout is. And I was like, Oh yeah, that'll fuck you up. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know what that is, but I'll find out. <laughs> so, so the best thing is for advice is if there's something that you know inside of you, you're meant to do. Don't be afraid of it. Just be be safe about it and just find the tools and the people you trust 100%. You don't want to go just blindsided into a situation like that because no. the tides, like things that you don't think it looks that aggressive and then you get out there and you're like sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> For anything in life, it's something you're, you're feeling. You have this burning desire and sensation that I have to do this, but I'm like afraid of it. Well, then that's why you have to do it. Whether it's ayahuasca, some plant medicine or taking a trip somewhere, Masu Picchu, whatever. Like I'm kind of scared of doing this Masu. I was like, I live in LA. We don't have this crazy elevation. So to do when I go to Mexico City, I get out of breath just like going up the stairs. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> you, have to, you have to work yourself up to those things. All these things are possible. You just have to prepare. And if there's something you want to do, you just have to make the decision, a commitment to yourself that you're doing it. And then you prepare for it and yeah. make sure the, the environmental factors are in your favor, you know? Yeah, I think that was some great advice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you know, when you're trying new hobbies or trying, you know, new things that you love, you're also stepping into new communities. So how has your experience been with the surfing community out there? Oh yeah. And that's actually one of my favorite parts. And as far as, again, the whole male woman thing, there's a lot more male surfers than women, but Mm -hmm. there's badass women surfers. And I would say in a way, like being new, 
you know, you're on the wave storm and <laughs> people make you feel like you're kind of like a kook when you're new, I guess. But I would say that there's just like in any aspect of life, there's going to be the good people and then the more egotistical, narcissistic wave hogs and territorial people. But the community that I found, because you know me, I'm out in the water just like, hey, (laughs) I've met some of the most amazing people. And what's awesome is my guys that I started surfing with, my good friends, they now I've connected them to my new friends. And this, this now I just keep meeting people in the water. So and, you know, not, some people are nicer than others and we're there to surf, but sometimes the waves you're sitting there and what are you just not going to talk to anybody? So I've met some really wonderful people and they're now not just my surf friends. Now they're my, we hang out and it's great because they're in such different parts of life and they're like, wait, you DJ? And I have met a few people in the water that are like, hey, are you that DJ? I'm like, you, you know house music? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I expect it out there, but I've met yeah. a couple of people like that, but it's just like overall a really beautiful community, except for what we talked about. Yeah, there, there was an incident. And again, it's like, I hate the fact that this is the ocean. And so there's no sex or like race or gender, any sort of discrimination in the water. But of course, man, well, people fuck that up and yeah. um, like to claim that this is theirs. And I feel like it's the worst. It's like, it's completely the opposite of what surfing means to me as far as this healing and this Zen place of peace and love and community. And so I would say there's a lot of really good people, but there's been some incidences in the water recently of these guys that are some younger white guys that were being very cruel to these two black guys that are super sweet, have been surfing there for a long time. They know what they're doing. It's not like they're cutting off being disrespectful or just not knowing what they're doing. And they said some really horrible things to them and told them, and it was just heartbreaking because I know that stuff exists. And now hearing more from the black community, there's actually a um, a black community of surfers. I I can't remember the name, but um, they're amazing. And they're just like wanting to color the water. And they're, yeah. they're actually all about bringing the community together and being helping educate to get people that are unfortunately ignorant, which is, it's still out there. It's, a, it's kind of sad, especially in LA, we're such a diverse cultural culture and community. And but again, I was just raised in a certain way that that stuff is shocking to me, but it does exist. So, but yeah, the, I feel like the community showed up strong and they did um, a really beautiful paddle out and everyone like, and, they, and everyone surfed together. And basically letting, and, and Surfline and the whole surf, surf organization, they made some posts and now are highlighting more black surfers and doing what they can to just push that. This, the ocean is for everyone. There's no room for that. So yeah, there's, it is, it's, it's a tough time, I guess, that even in the ocean, there can be racism, but we're just going to keep fighting and pushing awareness. And my whole crew, like literally like Indian Chinese, Mexican, like, I mean, there's literally like every color of us you can see. So (laughs) yeah, I mean, I saw the post you made about this incident and I saw the way these two young men reacted and responded to this with this entire movement. I want to say it was called Black Sand, but I'll double check. Is it Black Sand? Yep, Black Mm -hmm. Sand. And it's um, Brick, that gauge for the guys. And, you know, I've been following them and it's just like, they're so sweet. Black Sand organization too. I mean, it's kind of, I get it. It's like, for me, I'm, I'm kind of, when we're like us, where we're so open-minded and we love everybody. And then you see black sand, I'm like, well, it's something, again, I'm, I'm grateful that they're pushing the equality, but I also want to be a part of it as far as, I mean, it's tough. And I think that we'll, we'll get there. And I'm so happy that they're, they did it such the right way. So, so graceful. From a place from lo- of love, you know, it was not 
a hate on hate. It was like, okay, well, we're going to come back out here with our community, whatever race they are, and reclaim this as everyone's. It's it's not the white man's ocean. It's everybody's ocean. And we all get to use it and enjoy it. You know, it it really just made me feel like so disappointed. And, and, and I know it's not, I'm not that person that treated them that way, but it's like, it is our responsibility Mm -hmm. as being the white privileged, whatever. And it's like, you know, what hurts me the most is that I guess there was other people there that saw it and nobody said anything. Mm -hmm. Because I guarantee you, if I was in the water, I would have been like, what the fuck, dude? Like I would have, it's about speaking up. It's not about, just look the other way. I've been putting myself in there. She's like, I can't imagine being a white female walking down the street. We get enough looks and people will comment, but I can't even imagine to be scared of that Mm -hmm. and and not to feel comfortable to go surfing. Like terrible. And and I just want us all to keep, keep pushing, follow black sand. Yeah. I'll link it. I'll link it in uh, Tara's profile so you guys can take a look at this beautiful movement. Perfect. 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 <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. So yeah, as we're navigating through 2021, we're really stepping into this unknown every day. Every day is like, what's going to happen? You know. So, other than surfing, what are some of your favorite daily rituals you like to practice? <laughs> great question. It's funny because I went from this huge list of all the things that some great things I'm doing, like meditation, very short, not that great at sitting still. Surfing, <laughs> surfing is my meditation, but. I try to get myself in routine of things because it helps my brain stay focused. I've been doing, you know, just like since I'm surfing, I try to do my own little workouts of like squats and like abs and stuff like that. So I don't want to be unbalanced. <laughs> and, um, I've been trying to practice Spanish. I've Same. Been, yeah, right. Well, hey, look, you <laughs> I've been doing um, some, uh, well, obviously making music. That's a given. That's what I do every day. And now that I have my, I just moved and I have, my whole setup with my turntables, my CDJs, I'm trying to, I'm actually going to go back in and start practicing just like new little tricks and adding some live elements to my sets. That's on the list of things to do and the life coaching or life inspirating. So I took, I'm at the end of, I took this little online course. My mom is a psychotherapist and she's amazing. And I just always have that natural, that natural gene of of caring and, and helping people listening. And I don't know, I'm not, you know, you don't have to have it all together yourself to know how to like give great advice and know how to listen and, and know how to lift people up. So I've been, I've been doing this for years for all my friends and my fam, just been this natural like healer. So I love being able to know that I can help people, especially in the last year, it's been really tough for relationships and, you know, personal, everyone's going through something. So it's been really nice to just be able to help people and listen and give them a different perspective. And so that's kind of what I've been doing and I've been very happy with it. Yeah. I mean, of course, uh, your life had to pivot over the last year with the cancellation of live events and everything (laughs) going on with this pandemic. So I think it's really cool that that kind of naturally just came to you because you were already doing this in your life anyways with your friends and your family and just giving your advice and holding space for people. So I think it's really cool that it just kind of worked out. Would you say this healing energy comes naturally to you, especially as an empath? Uh, 100% yes. And I think that with everything going on in the last year, one of the reasons it's kind of a joke, like as far as, oh, if DJing doesn't come back, you have to accept about, it's kind of hard to, to have been doing this for what, 14 years now, and then been touring nonstop. The momentum's been so great. So for me, I never would take a break. I will never stop when it's everything's that good because I don't want it to, I don't want, I don't take it for granted. So when everything stopped and it was so, like you said, uncertain and kind of heartbreaking and 
Nobody knew what was going to happen next. I just said, I finally got to this place and surfing helped me get there of being so open to whatever. And hey, if I don't, if music doesn't start back up, you know, you can't just wait for it. You have to adapt. I mean, keep working on your passion because if you love music, you're doing it for yourself. You want to keep growing and evolving. You just have to find these other areas that you're passionate about that you probably didn't have time to do before. So like now I was, I, I realized that I was spending a lot of pandemic, like for a couple hours talking to different friends. And, and I realized I'm like literally mentoring or inspiring, whatever, coaching, therapists, all, all those things in that area of just like helping them. And I, I realized that I'm, they're actually getting better through whatever they're going through. I'm making them happier. So I was like, fuck, I need to like take advantage of this and I need to get a certification just to get one. Because as we talked about, anyone could be a coach and anyone could be the spiritual guru that call themselves this or that. But I mean, I just think I'm a natural and I take after my mom and (laughs) it's nice. I, I know that since I've had this success with helping so many friends and getting them to a better place, then why not make it a little side hustle and and, and also be available for the music community because I feel that it's not always easy to talk to somebody you don't know and mm-hmm. be super vulnerable. And especially in our community, not everybody understands our lifestyle yeah. uh, and like a normal person. So sometimes there might be that comfort and someone like me, who's, I'm just a regular person. I do music, but I want to use my other strengths and I want to be able to help. So I want to make myself available to the music community and a lot of people are still working. So, and I'm not. So if I can do a little side job and help people along the way, then everybody wins. No, I love that. That's the thing, exactly what you said. Somebody, especially in the music business who is not in a good place right now, mentally and emotionally, maybe they don't want to go to like some stranger therapist, doesn't know anything about the music industry community, whereas like they can relate to you. So they might feel more comfortable to open up and also know that you understand kind of where they're coming from because you come from the same community and they probably just feel more open to share that with you. So I am also an empath and I'm super sensitive when it comes to other people's energy. And I I get super introverted sometimes because I need to recharge myself. But, you know, what are some of the ways you still protect your energy or create boundaries with others? Because there's a fine line here with being an empath, giving your advice and your energy, but also protecting yourself at the same time. That's a good question. And, you know, what's funny is I realized that after some of the conversations I do, I have felt like, whew, like a little drains or a little, I kind of take on other people's experiences and definitely feel for them. So I don't know. I feel like just doing my best to keep a strong mind and kind of just, it's, I mean, it's not even easy for what I'm going through. So how does somebody in chemical imbalance, how can, you know, how it's, it's interesting how someone who could not be the most balanced can be giving someone else advice. And I just feel that when I sensitive and I do take a lot of the energy of others on, but at the same time, I feel like I've been really great at letting it go and not letting it affect me, just having compassion for what they're going through, but also just being able to be strong and just say, hey, all this stuff does suck. But I think one of the best parts that I like to try to do is help people realize that whatever they're going through is totally normal and it's okay. And it's actually when we, at a time like this, things are so magnified. They're like so intense. So when we're dealing with even smaller things that are not the biggest deal, it feels like this huge thing in our head. And we can't even stop thinking about it for a second. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to just help people come back down to earth and say, Hey, this is like not that bad. And what you're going through is normal. You're, you're not alone. Like we're all going through this shit. 
and also remind them of what other people are going through, not to compare that their situation is any better or worse, but when we can take ourselves out of our own head for what we're experiencing and for a minute, like just realize where everybody else in the world is. Some people are better, some people are worse. And I feel like it helps people say, you know what? Gosh, so many people are going through this. It's not just me and it's okay. Now let's find ways how we're going to handle it. Now let's find positive things we can do that when you're starting, your mind's going to go in that direction. How can we get you back into a more positive place? So while you're healing and you, your mind starts to get, go into this intense, like hurt and broken, frustrating place, if we can get you out of that place while you're healing, then, you know, and get you into places where you're going to be thinking positive or you're going to be, why don't you work on something? Like what have, like, what have you not done that's on this list that you need to do? If you focus your brain in other areas while you're going through this stuff, not to say you're, you're not going to deal with the issue, but it's going to help ease, ease your way into a more positive place. I think also like leading into a place of gratitude and like you said, not to compare yourself with others, but to have gratitude for what you do have or, you know, the people, the support you have, even just like little things. Like I'm so happy to have shelter and food and clean water, you know, these little basic things to bring you back to a place of gratitude of the abundance you already have in your life. Really? 100%. Yeah. And I, and I, and that's what I try to express to them as well, but I always have to be cautious because I don't want to make because somebody will start to feel bad. Like, I'm so sorry you're going through this, but you know, at least you have this, 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 and this. And then I don't want to take away because even when we have those things, that doesn't, you know, we're still entitled to feel this like broken feeling. Yeah. It helps, it, but those reminders are great because yeah. then you have this gratitude and you can remember I'm actually in a really good place. But when I'm talking to people on, on social media or whatever, and people are complaining about all these things, I'm like, do you realize right now that the fact that you're on social media that means you have more than so many more people in the world. Most of some people don't have internet connection, whatever. So, so I think it's just about helping each other come back down to earth when we're our issues in our head, they're real and we can be sensitive to them, but there's different levels that we let ourselves get really like, like overwhelmed by. So yeah. it's all about just like calming things down and kind of seeing yeah. things through different perspectives. Yeah. No, for sure. I also feel like music is medicine and whatever I'm listening to is definitely correlated with how I'm emotionally feeling in that moment. It's basically an extension of me. <laughs> when you're making new music or creating a guest mix, how deep do your emotions affect the outcome of your production or your mix? Well, I mean, so much because I'm so sensitive. Like I said, when I now that I'm surfing, I'm kind of, at first I was nervous to get when I found how much I loved it because I thought it was going to distract me and take me away from music. And I was afraid that I wasn't going to be so inspired and I'm going to have no energy and be burnt out. And now I realize that if anything, it's given me more inspiration. And so even listening to this reggae music on the way to the beat, top down and like, vibes are flowing. Those vibes, I took home and I was like, I'm going to make a reggae rock pop track. And so I did. And it's almost done. And it's like, oh yeah, you sent me like the beginning when you were starting yeah. to work on it. Yeah. And so I would definitely <laughs> say that all these experiences are in, like, especially me, because I'm so sensitive, influence me in such a way where I just, I don't care where it's going or what I'm going to do with it. I just have to make it because it's all these, these feelings and all this energy and like transferring the vibes into music. And so I definitely think that this, you know, all the experiences we're going through and all the healing and all the, even our attitude, our behavior right now, because I've definitely caught myself in like those days where I'm just like really disconnected. And 
that goes into your music too. So I think yeah. it's, it's definitely a collective of emotions and just being able to be creative without forcing it because yeah. when you force it, it's always a disaster. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, everyone, Tara just made a Musa guest mix and it's out. So definitely take a listen. It's super like trippy, psychedelic, and I love it. Thank you so much again, Tara. It's so great. And I hope everyone loves it too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely a journey and it's definitely mm-hmm. defining my moods of where I am these days of being up and down and, and zend out and, and trippy and a little bit dark and edgy, but also like super melodic and uplifting. There is, but the mixes right now, I just want every, everyone's in such a different space, whether they're at home eating breakfast or they're like smoking a joint or they're like, Hey, I just came back from my like 10 person social distance party and they're partying. Like I just want to kind of tap into give something complimentary that somewhere someone can. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. I've already gotten so many nice messages and feedback. So, I mean, it's only been out for like a day. <laughs> I just love spreading out the music. This whole Musai Collective project, it's so fun for me, obviously talking to inspiring women that I know from everywhere, but also the, the music side of things is so important to me because I love the music and what it brings and the emotions. It's just, it's art in its own. So for me, it's super exciting. <laughs> it, makes, it makes perfect sense because you are, you know, just like us, like you have the same passion. You don't, you, you are basically de- DJing and, and creating art through this podcast and yeah. being able to share the people that you appreciate with the world and I think it's beautiful and I'm in full support and I actually have a lot of women that I want to connect you to. Yes. <laughs> There's are badasses because it's so nice. And Chris, Chris mom did the arts, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey Chris. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I love him. You know, I think this time off the dance floor has really given us all a moment to reflect and really go inwards. Where do you see the future of dance music going? Well, I would say that right now I'm just starting to get some gigs. So I do, I, with the vaccine rolling out, obviously we're in Cali, so things are a little bit slower, but Texas and Florida are like full on. So I don't know. I'm hoping things don't get shut down again, but I think that enough, they're kind of creating this herd immunity. I'm sure they've just been passing COVID and then asymptomatic and, you know, the younger generation that have just kind of partying. I don't know. I feel like with everything, there has to be a balance. And for me, I'm definitely feeling that I'm easing into everything. I don't know when it's going to get to that point where it's just like before, but I, but as of the last week or two, I'm getting a bunch of offers in, which is great. Amazing. And again, I'm still being very selective and we're being careful about what we take. So I still want to be, you know, respectful and I've been staying home and not being one of those doing all the undergrounds and Hey, I try not to judge, but it is really hard when you have a whole community that's worked their asses off. This is their careers. They've put their whole lives into this. We're all on the same page. And then there's people that are doing their illegal parties and not giving a fuck. And yeah. Again, I try to be open. All I know is all of our behavior and our attitudes and the way that we've treated and respected and just try to adapt to the the, the lifestyle we have now. I feel like those people are definitely going to shine. And um, yeah, I think it's going to, I think it's going to come back. I think people are going to be grateful and appreciate what we've lost for so long. And I hope that people are even more kind and more appreciative to know that don't ever take this for granted. If it can be gone at any moment. So I think that it's going to come back. It's going to come back strong. It's going to be, it's going to be slow easing into it. And then I don't know yeah. when, you know, things will be full on, but I know people are going to be very happy. I know that feeling getting on the dance floor again and you behind the decks and that whole energy exchange with the audience. Yeah. It'll be so I nice. Too. I can't wait. <laughs> 
I know. I just like have dance parties in my house by myself. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to do, do, do dance parties. I know. <laughs> I see the pretty face. I'm like, gosh, I haven't seen her in so long. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. I want to come there and go surf with you. I'm serious. Like, Yeah. You should come here. to. I when I, Actually, because I sent the mix to some friends here in Dominican and they're like, she needs to come here and play for us. I was like, yeah, she actually likes to surf. So this is the two for two, you know, she can come and surf. And I, have, I have to, I have to find the contacts, but I had an offer for there, like before everything shut down. I don't know where it is, but we're going to, let's say. Okay. Like, we yeah. can figure this out. <laughs> Musai <Yeah>. Collective. <laughs> yeah, let's do a, exactly. Let's do a Musai Collective. Yeah. Event, um, yeah. Outdoors and we'll serve. Can you share with us maybe two or three muses in your life that you'd like to give a shout out to? Mm. Hmm. There's so many of them. I know. <laughs> I would say my sister, my sister's in San Diego. She has two kids and her husband has two kids. They have four kids between them. Okay. That's a lot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> she, she's a kettlebell personal trainer, but also a fitness nutrition. She's done all sorts of DVDs and videos and really has helped people become strong. And not just like, she really cares about making women become strong. You have to check her out. Her workouts are amazing. She's just always pushed me and inspired me and especially in the health and wellness stuff. So it's really nice to have had someone my whole life that instead of like making all these bad decisions and then, you know, she was always sharing like the next health study or the next wave, the next food that this is a trend. But then all of a sudden, no, it's, this is not so good anymore. Like, you know, coconut and stevia and like all these little things. So I've learned a lot from her and I love her very much. And yeah, she's, she's a little bit tough. But then she's also has a huge heart. So she's one. I would also say my, my very good friend, Denise, she's, she's German. She's from Berlin. And she is, I've never met anybody in my life who is as like crazy talented and can do anything. Like she could fix anything, rip your floor, your ceiling out. And she'll just look on YouTube to learn how to do it. Actually, she made this for me. This like, oh, cool. Yeah. Like crystals and epoxy. And she's just I've never met someone who's so driven to, to like any, anything. She's not going to ask somebody to do it. She's going to look it up, figure it out herself. And she's just next level. And even if it's like a tiramisu, the girl can make fucking anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird. I'm like, how do you do everything in arts? Like, like clothing better, like, like designing furniture and her heart is so big. She's, so she's really taught me a lot of how to really just learn a lot more things on my own that I didn't think I'd be capable of. Mm. So she's definitely someone in my life that I'm always striving to do things that are a little bit closer to perfection, like like she does. Nice. And then, I mean, the, the rest of the muses, I, I, instead of saying one person, like, like, I mean, all of you guys, like all the women in my life, seriously, you know, <laughs> now more than ever, I'm seeing First of all, in music, the, the women producers, the, D, the DJs, I have not seen this much support for each other. There's times where I always felt, maybe because I was like bullied in my past, like being like, I was always switching schools younger, like going back and forth with parents and girls were never like that nice. And so I always kind of felt this guard and this wall. And I just feel like the women in my life today and that I've experienced from Burning Man and just like the festivals and just working to, like just within music are so kind. And I, I actually feel like loved and supported uh, other opposed to put down and just treated. So kind of like pushed around, you know, so yeah. I, I think it's all of you guys that are so wonderful and inspire me every day. Oh, well, I love you. <laughs> I love you. I love you. 
<laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to share for like what's next? Maybe any like secret projects you can share with us or maybe yeah. you're not allowed to share those things yet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So I actually, so what, everyone watch out for a life and death Twitch channels coming here soon. It's going to be amazing and lots of really interesting content, really getting deep with the artists and um, not just DJ set in your living room, but something that's going to be interesting with artists curating the music, but also doing things. So Stay tuned for that. I'm going to be curating some of the LA stuff. So I'm really excited to work with DJ Tennis and Bex and their yeah. Crew. Yeah. So yeah. that's gonna be awesome. Stay tuned for that. Funny, like psychedelic, like surfing, really cool, like outdoor, indoor stuff that's just people are gonna get creative with. And then musically, I have obviously a bunch of podcast mixes. I have a remix I did for Addison that's coming out on Kindish. I don't have the date yet. I did a remix for um, Randall Jones coming out on Bedrock. Don't have the date yet either, which is good because. That, you know, now that dance floors are coming back, I, I can't wait for this music to be put out when people can play them on the dance floor. Yeah. And then I got a very special project that I actually asked John Digweed a year ago if I could remix a special track. And this track is a record that one of the records that I was parting my ass off like years ago. And there's so many special memories to it. And I just, and it's so it's such a like really interesting random record, but and I'll share that when I can, but I just thought he just hit me up like a year later saying, Hey, did you still want to remix that? Or was I imagining that? I'm like, <laughs> so that's kind of a really kind of a spiritual sort of project that something that I was so in love with before I was ever DJing, just listening to records. And so, yeah, that'll be, that'll be really interesting. And then I have a lot of collaborations with like Jay Tripwire, a lot of collaborations and Oh, Carrie Golden. I just got her vocals. So stay tuned. Yeah. More and more that I can't think about the moment, but I will share <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Okay. So we're going to do our follow your bliss finale question. Can you share with us one positive outcome from this pandemic you may have experienced or any life-changing lessons you've learned? 100%. Well, obviously I can't say it enough. Like the surfing has been like the most positive thing that's come out of this because not only now music will come back, but surfing I'm going to take, I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life. And the people that I've met through it, like, you know, I actually want to get more involved in my friend is starting a company, Roz. She's one of the amazing surfers from Detroit that has become a very close friend. And um, she's a foster kid. And so she's starting a nonprofit that can help underprivileged kids, foster kids to get into the water because it's not always as financially you do need supplies and all these things. So I want to, I'm going to be a mentor for her with um, helping support that company. So I'll share that information too. It's kind of yeah. still in the work, but yeah, just being able to stay close to the ocean. And I want to be DJing now. I want it to be in my rider or my, my press kit that book me in surfing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like that. And then just learning how to handle anything that's thrown at you. And instead of like letting it just tear you apart and maybe going downhill, it's easy to get depressed and feel disconnected. But just to be able to be accepting, I guess, which is kind of hard when your heart is set on, you know, your passion, your career, your vision, all of a sudden it's gone. So just kind of realizing like how much we do have and that we have to make the best of it and making sure to be kind and be supportive and be there for each other. So I just feel like this, this could happen again. And now we have some training wheels, but mm -hmm. there's just so much, so much we can do to keep our minds and our bodies happy. And so we just have to just um, stay aware and take care of each other. Yeah, I know for sure. <laughs> Thank you for that. Well, Tara, it was so good to have you on the podcast and see your beautiful face over there <laughs> in your toque. <laughs> I'm so comfortable. 
adorable. <laughs> you look so cozy. Everyone, please check out Tara's guest mix on Musai Collective on SoundCloud. And we will link some of the important mentions that we had in this interview in Tara's profile. Thank you so much. And I hope yeah. to see you soon. Love you so much. And, and we are, you know what's going to happen? Manifesting. That's the yes. Visioning. I've been, all the things that I really care about, I've been writing down and visioning. And me playing a gig and surfing with you, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. Have a beautiful day. I'll talk to you soon. You too. Love you. Thank you, Thank you so much.